Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for a brand new episode of Collider Ladies Night. I am so thrilled to welcome Vanessa Hudgens to the show. Hello, and how you doing? I'm doing good, doing great. (laughs) Happy spooky season to you. (laughs) My favorite time of year. All right, so I warned you, first thing we do on the ladies, on ladies night is that dice tower back there. I have eight questions. You get three rolls and whatever we roll, that's what I'm asking you to start. Sounds great. First one. We have got an eight. Eight is called Never Again. What is something that you did for a role that now makes you say, I am very glad I did that, but never again? Um, I don't think that I've had anything. I think like the most dramatic thing that I did was put on like 20 pounds and cut off all my hair, but I loved it. And like the process of becoming another person was just so fulfilling as an actor that I would fully do it again. I like that answer. Roll number two. Number seven. Seven. Okay, here we go. This is the one I wanted to ask you. We're calling this one Scary Movie Survival. So between what you just said earlier, and I did a little Instagram stalking, and I saw that you went to not. So hopefully this sets up this question in a way that makes sense. But could you survive a horror movie? Oh, God. I mean, I love being scared. But when I know it's fake scared, like not a real killer running after me with a chainsaw. Um, I want to say yes. I feel like I do really well under pressure and I think really quick on my feet, but who knows? (laughs) Those all sound like qualities you need to have. I feel like you're on the right track. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope. (laughs) All right. You got one more here. All right. We're going with a two. Oh my God. I literally, I'm such a witch. I said, it's going to be two. I kind of love the witchy vibes that are happening here. Those are my kind of vibes. So number two, which was meant to be, is called Game Show. If you could be on the game show of your choice, what show would you pick and why? I don't know. I feel like I don't want to be on any of the reality shows that I watch. Like I'm a big Bachelor Nation fan, Um, but I don't really want to be on it. 
Um, but I, I don't know, maybe like um, Ninja Warrior, but like not Ninja Warrior because as I look at my nails, I'm like, I don't want to break a nail. <laughs> but something that has to do with athletic capabilities. Okay. I would do anything to be on Ninja Warrior, but it's not possible because I have absolutely no upper body strength. So can never meet <laughs> my answer. You can work on that. If that is the dream, you can do anything. <laughs> I've tried. I think it's string bean arms for life though. <laughs> All right, let's get into the meat of it. Going back to the very, very beginning. What is the movie, the performance, the personal experience that first made you say, I absolutely have to be an actor? Probably West Side Story. I remember watching it on VHS, um, like sitting right in front of the TV, having the whole interlude, like introduction music going, and then seeing Natalie Wood for the first time and just like falling in love with her magic and her essence and like just how she radiated on screen and the love story. I'm such a hopeless romantic and the music element, like that just really set it off for me. All right, so jumping ahead now to the very first feature film credit, which happens to be a personal favorite, Catherine Hardwick's 13, which is an excellent movie. So you did have some on-screen experience before you did that film, but was there anything about making your first movie that when you hit that set just really surprised you or maybe required a learning curve of sorts? Um, I feel like, I did that movie when I was 13 um, and I was very much about, I guess, going against the grain. Um, you know, I, I wanted to like be cooler than I was. And I, I wanted to like have my own sense of style and I show up to set wearing makeup and I did my hair and I had like a cute little fit on and Catherine Hardwick saw me and she was like, oh, we got to take that all off. And I was just like, but I feel cute. <laughs> um, and then I had to like be the nerdy best friend. Um, but I, I just remember like the contrast between the person that I was and the person that I was playing was, was so drastic especially for a 13 year old. So wait, now looping that movie in and also Thunderbirds too. So you do those first two movies and you're all of a sudden on set with heavyweights. Like you got Holly Hunter, Bill Paxton, Ben Kingsley. Is there anything that you observed them doing early on that made like young actor you say, wow, like I really like what they're doing. I'm gonna put that in my back pocket and I'm gonna take it with me to my next film. Oh man, I think that I was just so shook that I was actually like on the same set as them that I was just wide-eyed and just like shocked, honestly. I, I didn't feel real. I remember just staring at them being like, this is my life. Like this is, this is what I'm, I'm doing now. I don't think I was like able to take anything on because I was just so starstruck. Okay. So on this show, I always like talking about some bumps in the road and I did want to bring in Thunderbirds for that because the movie ultimately wasn't received super well. And I think about how I was acting at that age. And if I were in your shoes, I wouldn't take it very well. So when that happens, what are the folks in your corner telling you so that you can not get bogged down by that disappointment and instead keep your sights set on forging forward. 
I don't think anyone told me that it wasn't received well, to be honest. <laughs> I was just so excited to be there. I got to do my very first big press junket. I, I traveled for the first time. I literally got on a plane for the first time for that movie and flew to London for a week and then flew to the Seychelles. Like I was doing what I loved. I was seeing the world. Like it was a whole new chapter for me that like, even if it wasn't received well, and if someone would have actually told me that, I don't think I would have minded because it was such a big win and success for me personally. This is the way it should be. All right. You know, I got to hit next. We're up to high school musical. So I was wondering with that one, just what your experience was like sticking with a character for three films. Is there anything about having a lengthy run with Gabriella that maybe taught you something that you could use should you get involved or when you got involved with another film series? Um, man, I feel like that was a period of my life where I was trying to figure out who I was. You know, I think I was 15 when I shot the first one. Um, and I was just so over the moon about working and for work to be what I love and what I was so impassioned by um, that it just came so, so naturally, you know, I feel like I really pulled a lot of who I was into that. And because it was coming from such an authentic place, it just carried through and resonated. Before that first movie was released, was there anyone behind the scenes kind of preparing you for what it might be like if the movie is a big hit or did all of that kind of just smack you in the face when the movie came out? Yep. It really just punched me across the face. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, my parents weren't in the industry. They weren't friends with actors. They weren't really in the entertainment business. So it was all very, very foreign to us. And I mean, it was just an absolute whirlwind. It was just madness. And the evolution of it, the growth of it, and the, the notoriety of it, it was just, it happened so quickly that there was really no time to stop and think about it. And still going strong now. I know it's crazy, but it honestly like makes me really happy when kids are like, I haven't seen, I'm like, have you seen High School Musical? And they're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> or like when kids come up to me and they say, are you the girl from Princess Switch? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I am. It's just really nice to be like noted and spotted for like things that are different because for almost half my life, it's been the same character. I, I imagine. I mean, that is that is the sign of like a strong continued career that continues to make an impression, but sometimes in different ways. I love it. Exactly. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> so High School Musical, huge success. I'm curious how that first film changed your goals. Like at, at that point before the movie was released, what did you picture like making it as? What was your end goal? And then how did the success of that movie maybe change that? Because I would imagine that that movie opened doors that you didn't even realize were there before. For sure. I mean, I always gravitated to the dark and the weird. Um, and High School Musical wasn't really <laughs> dark or weird. It was very commercial and bright and poppy and uplifting. And while, of course, I love those things and it's an amazing message and wonderful things to spread, um, that was never really the game plan for me. I kind of envisioned myself as this serious, dramatic indie actress playing all this super tough, gritty, 
hard parts um, and High School Musical came along and I obviously gained success from that. And, you know, I think it was really easy for people to put me in a box and it made it a lot harder um, for me to go after the things that I really wanted, which was still those really gritty, tough, dramatic roles. Um, and I learned how to say no very quickly um, and be really selective about what I was going to do next. And I'm so grateful that I've had a team that's been so supportive and really allowed me to go after my dream. So post high school musical, was there any particular project that you did that made you think to yourself, you know, this is what I want the industry to see me as. And it's, and it's working now. This thing made that impression and now I'm doing it. I mean, I feel like spring breakers definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, because obviously it is those things that I love. It's, it's dark and it's weird and it's a wild ride. And of course, Harmony Corinne, who is such an icon, um, working alongside of him and then Benoit, our DP, who has like worked with Gaspar Noe on most of his films. And it was just like that world that I've wanted to be in so badly. I finally was in and people were taking notice and associating me with that. Um, and that was just a really wonderful moment for me to be like, okay, I finally did it. Like it took me a while to get there and it might've taken me longer than I originally planned because while High School Musical was a push forward, it was also a step back in the direction of uh, where I wanted to go, but not upset about it at all. <laughs> Spring Breakers was hands down one of the most memorable South by Southwest premieres ever. <laughs> it was iconic. <laughs> Wild. Um, I think I'm backtracking with this if I have my years right, but Sucker Punch, because that is just like a big, beautiful movie. So was there anything you remembered filming for that one that, I don't know, made you say on set, like, I cannot believe I'm here surrounded by all of this right now? Constantly. I, I mean, even the audition, I remember getting the sides for it and seeing that it was Zack Snyder film and I was obsessed with 300. I remember going to the theaters when we were shooting High School Musical and seeing that with the cast and just being so inspired by that. And I was like, man, I would love to do something like that. Um, and then I was like, you mean it's a all like female cast that's badass and empowered and ready to save the day? I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, and the training that we endured for that film was, I mean, it could have been a movie of its own. My first day I show up and all the girls are there and we're doing circuit training. And we were doing static holds. Um, and I was not the fittest at that time. Um, I don't think I had ever trained so hard in my life. But we had to do these holds. And if you let go or lost the hold, you had to start over. But the entire group had to start over. And I remember I was doing these ring holds. Couldn't hold it. I let go. And they're like, okay, again. And I was like, we're, we're seriously going to do it again. Okay. And then, so I did it and like starting to get exhausted and I couldn't hold on. I let it go. They're like, again. And I started bawling and I was just like, this is so crazy, but so amazing to be pushed so far and to build this camaraderie with women. They were like, you got it. You got it. It's all good. Like we got you. Um, it just really set the tone for the whole film. 
spring holds are hard. <laughs> they're really hard. They're really hard. Your forearms feel like they're about to explode. Just because bringing up Zack Snyder has me curious. Do you like watching horror movies or do you just like the, the spooky things? I love horror movies. Okay. I had to take a break probably from 19 to 20, maybe like six because I moved out on my own and <laughs> I could not watch scary movies because I was terrified because I also like kind of see spirits. So I was like, I can't engage. I can't engage. Oh my. I'm like so fascinated by that stuff. I was thinking about it because I love Zach's Dawn of the Dead too. Oh yeah. Iconic. So good. What is the best horror movie that you've seen recently? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'll give you one back then. I'll tell you to go watch Malignant. Oh yeah. That's literally, I think what I'm going to watch tomorrow. Or Netflix, the Fear Street trilogy. I, I, I just watched that. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> let's hit rent now because I am a very, very big rent fan. And it's not every day that you get the experience of playing two characters within the same story. So I guess what, what's the, what's the biggest difference in how those roles felt to you? Cause from, from an outsider's perspective, it feels like it could maybe tell you something about your craft and the kind of roles that you're drawn to by comparing and contrasting your experience with two different characters in the same production. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest takeaway from that was just my own growth and evolution. Um, I did them 10 years between each other. And the first time I played Mimi, and I remember just having a blast. Like I was just letting it all hang out and it worked so well for Mimi's. So I was like, this is perfect. I'm just going to be like wild and free. Um, and then doing Maureen 10 years later, noticing my work ethic, how, how much more work I put into Maureen and how much more thought and time and, and practice went into it really just showed my my evolution. And if I could go back, I was like, I would work so much harder on Mimi and like put in way more time um, because I don't know, I was just like, it felt sloppy to me, my Mimi, but I was also very young um, and everyone's their worst critic, so. <laughs> of course, I am very guilty of that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. How does all of the, the stage and movie musical experience you've had thus far compare to Tick, Tick, Boom, especially because that's Lin-Manuel Miranda's feature directorial debut? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, it's, it was tough because we shot it in the middle of the pandemic. Um, you know, that is something that you don't really <laughs> expect. Um, and it was definitely a bummer at times because we had so many moments where we'd be setting up a shot and Lynn was like, you know, if we could, we would all be like taking turns, singing songs and, and like jamming out right now, but we can't because of restrictions and rules and trying to be safe. Um, but I'm just such a big Jonathan Larson fan and it's just a special, special project because audiences are going to be able to hear songs that they've probably never heard before um, and just really get a glimpse into Jonathan's mind. And Andrew did such a fantastic job portraying him. I am so pumped for that one. All right, let's get into My Little Pony, A New Generation now. First off, how does an opportunity like this for you even pop up? Are you approached for the role or are you seeking out an animated opportunity? 
Um, I mean, I feel like I've been telling my reps for years. I was like, everyone tells me I should be doing voiceover <laughs> and nothing would happen. And I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> they just don't want me to. Um, but then this came up and my manager sent it over to me. He's like, let me know if you have any interest. And I was like, are you serious? Like, are you, are you actually asking if I have interest? Because you should just say yes. Um, I was so excited. And then once I started reading the scripts and learning about the story and the character, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> All right. So two part question for you now about it being your, your first, you know, feature voice experience here. Yeah. First off, what is one thing about your approach to your work that stayed the same from live action to animated? And then what is something that surprised you about what it takes to bring an animated performance to life? Um, end of the day, still telling a story. So making sure I know and I'm very clear about what message I'm portraying. Um, but the thing that was the most comical to me, um, which you don't really think about when you're watching an animated movie is all of the sounds that you make and all of the tricks for the sounds that you have to make. I remember there's a scene where my character is like being thrown around and I was just in the booth just <laughs> making all the sounds I could possibly make and all the little tricks and and things that you do to make these sounds um, it is just a hoot. It was a hoot. I can't even imagine. <laughs> All right. So this movie here is, it's largely about the problem of refusing to understand someone who's different and shutting them out without ever giving them a chance. So wait until I spin this into an acting question right now. Love it, wow. What is an example of something you refused to try because of the assumptions that you made about it, whether it was a certain type of role, a prep technique, anything at all, but then you actually did it for the first time and it made you say, I was wrong about that. And now I'm glad I did it. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I've always been very open to taking other people's advice or, or tips. Um, I think that the one that probably helped me the most is like relaxation. Um, but I was in a workshop and they made us all lay down on the ground and focus on our bodies and just try to take note of any place that we were holding tension and breathing light, whatever color we want into that place. Um, and it really just connects you with your body and, and like your nervous systems calm down and almost put you into a meditative state. And then from there you can come from a place of truth. And I was always like, I'm not just gonna lay down like before I see on the ground and like breathe. Um, but I did it when I had a chemistry read with JLo um, because obviously I, as you would be, I was nervous um, and they had me waiting in a room and I just had a little like, ding, and I was like, gonna lay down on the ground. <laughs> and I laid down and I breathed into my body and I walked into the room just feeling so calm and level so that me and her could connect on such a real way. And I remember we did our scene together and we were both like crying. And like the fact that she gave that to me when she was off camera was just a chemistry read. Um, but we connected so deeply that I, I really do think that the breathing. <laughs> 
helps you out. <laughs> you know, like that could help anyone out there. I tried Reiki for the first time recently and I was like, no, this is not for me. I will lose my patience. And it was actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's dope. Energy's real. <laughs> it feels that way. Um, so moving from My Little Pony to your next uh, voice acting gig, have you done anything on Army of the Dead yet? I have. Yeah, that was a, a quick, very, very quick moment. <laughs> is is it a situation where you could, f- where there's something different required of you in the voice performance because the type of material is so different? Um, you know, Zach wanted me to stay pretty true to myself. He didn't really want me to put on a voice. Uh, he said that the character is a very, a certain piece of me is very similar to the character. So just lean into that specific aspect of myself and just have fun. And he's just like a big kid. So when I'm around him or working with him, it's very easy to just have fun. I'm so happy that you two are reuniting for that. I'm so <laughs> pumped for that building franchise too. I, I love know that. it's going to be really cool. So thinking about all of these projects that you've done, so many of them recently are Netflix. So do you feel like firmly part of the next, the Netflix family? And if so, how is that kind of family environment within a studio helping your work perhaps? I mean, it's amazing. I I remember when Netflix first started like coming up and they started putting my movies that I've done previously onto their platform. And I was always just so grateful because a lot of times, especially with indie films, you spill your heart and soul and blood and tears into this movie. And then you kiss a goodbye after the premiere and it's like never to be heard of or seen again. Um, And with Netflix just making everything so accessible, I am so grateful to have projects that live on that platform. Um, you know, I'm a, a big Netflix subscriber myself. I think we all are. And they're just so supportive and so, so wonderful. And they just, they make it so easy and accessible for audiences. And, you know, we're, we're storytellers. So that is just such an amazing thing to be able to share. Absolutely. I am, uh, I'm quite a big fan as well. There's a reason why I think the last four episodes of Ladies Night are all, are all four things released by Netflix. We love it. We love Netflix. <laughs> Very much so. All right. We have hit game number two. These are our would you rather questions. They're all filmmaking related. They're a little silly. Love it. First, would you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit in a scene? Um, maybe fake sneeze. It's less messy. Less messy. But have you thought about how difficult it is to do a convincing fake sneeze? No, it's gone. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been one of the best fake sneezes I've ever gotten to that question. Very smart play there. And do you love how I never actually sneezed? <laughs> Break the mold. Perfect. You officially won that question. I don't think any, I might have to retire that question. <laughs> Would you rather have to run a lot in a scene or eat a lot in a scene? Oh, definitely. Well, it depends. Is the food good? Well, the food could be good, but is is a spit bucket like a realistic option or is that does that just make it worse? I've actually used a spit bucket when I was probably nine years old. I filmed a Reese's Puff commercial, Reese's cereal commercial. 
And they had me eating so much cereal that towards the end, I was fully spitting it out into a spit bucket. I mean, I kind of like that cereal, but I can't imagine how much I had to eat of, eat of it for a commercial. I just really don't like running unless I'm being chased. And then it's like really fun and exciting. All right. You could survive the horror movie, but we don't need to deal with it otherwise. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here's a good one for you. Would you rather play the killer in a horror movie or get like a really gnarly death scene? I think I'd rather play the killer. It just sounds way more exciting than screaming and crying and begging for mercy. All right. I, like I want to be in control. <laughs> I feel like you should go back to Knots or one of the haunts and just have them, you know, put you in a, a maze for a night and just have some fun with it. Oh, I have. I have. Where, where and when, and what did you do? I did at Knott's probably, oh, I don't know how many years ago, maybe now, five, five six years ago. Um, they did a whole thing and they put me in a mask and they had hidden cameras and oh. I was just going around scaring people. And then they would bring them back into a little room and then I would come out and take off my mask and be like, Haha, that's so gotcha. much fun. I feel like I can definitely find that footage. Wait, I have another question about that. Now, when they set you up for something like that, what tips and tricks do they give you to actually get a good scare? Um, what did they say? Create a character. I can't, I'm not really proud of my character that I came up with. It's not the most innovative thing I've ever heard, but for some reason, my name was Scary Mary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, the loud noises, um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much what you would expect. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you're great. I can't wait to go watch that footage now. <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere on the internet. <laughs> So let's say you were cast as the lead in a spy movie. Would you rather have your spy be like James Bond or be like Austin Powers? I mean, James Bond never had any musical numbers. So I guess Austin Powers, because you got to have a musical number. <laughs> All right. I like that reasoning there. I got two more for you here. Would you rather work on a film where you get one take or you have to do a hundred takes? Man, um, you know, I love efficiency. So I'm gonna say one take and I would just make sure that I am prepped to the nines. I like that. I'm gonna ask a non would you rather follow up to that. Of all the incredible directors that you've worked with, whose process for directing their actors is most similar to the way that you really like to work and then who challenged you to adapt the most and maybe for the better um man I love how I just threw that really heavy question into my super light and silly game <laughs> I know I'm like oh god oh god oh god switching okay. gears um I mean, Harmony Corinne definitely threw the most curveballs, um, definitely pushed me outside of my comfort zone in a way that I love and appreciated and was so quick about it that there was no time to really stop and think about it, which is fantastic because then I wasn't in my head and just fully present and like really 
just going through the motions as this character. He would spring scenes on us literally five minutes before we shoot them. And he's like, okay, so I have, an, I have a new idea for a scene. You're going to be here and you're going to be telling her about this and like get some of this and this. And like, whenever you guys are ready, we're across the street, just like go. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and it was just like so fun and like, in improv class, but like with cameras and like way darker and, and grittier. Um, but I was with women that I felt so safe with. And I knew we, we all knew we had each other's backs. Um, the most comfortable, I mean, Kenny Ortega, I think that was because I was so young, um, and enthusiastic about being on set and singing and dancing all day. He made us all feel so safe. And it was such a collaborative experience, like even down to like choreographing Breaking Free. He was like, okay, so like we're here, like what do you want to do? Like what, maybe like so he would just kind of throw around these moves and I was like, oh yeah, that's great. And then I would kind of do it. And we just like bounced off of each other in such an effortless way. I like that. I feel like I shouldn't go back to a would you rather question, but I have one more that I really like. Cool. Would you rather have to fake drive in a scene or fake wake up? I would rather like to fake wake up because that's momentarily the fake driving lasts like an entire scene. And then you forget that you're fake driving and then <laughs> you're like, oh, eyes on the road. I'm driving, but I'm not driving at all. Yeah. yeah. It stresses me out watching driving scenes because there are so many moments where someone's just not looking at the road for five minutes. Yeah. Or like the this driving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, Don't do that either. No one drives like that. Uh, but right. I'm also very easy to fall asleep. So I've fully had moments where my, my character is sleeping and I've fallen asleep. And it's very impressive. You're talking to someone who can't even sleep in like a dark room with a proper bed. So I'm very impressed and jealous right now. Hey, I, I got to get it in when I can. <laughs> Understandable. All right, we have hit the end of ladies night. We always end with the same two questions. First one is, can you name someone who you think is changing this industry for the better? Um, oh my gosh. I mean, you saying that the, the first person that pops up into my mind is Carla Gugino, only because personally, she is such a wonderful woman for so many reasons. She's extremely talented, extremely hardworking, but just as a woman, she's sensual and intelligent and just kind of like everything that like I have always wanted to be and working with her really just like opened my eyes to all the things that I could be. And like she, she will always stick out to me as a woman who has majorly influenced me. I am so happy you brought her up. I am such a huge fan of hers. They're going to kick me out. So I got to wrap this up. I'll save that last one and I'll put it in my back pocket for the next time we talk for another release. Vanessa, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Ladies Night. It was a pleasure and happy spooky season to you. Yeah, you too. Yes. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.